Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I want to make what is uh, probably a little bit of an overdue announcement, actually, and that is that we will once again be appearing at London's Dragon Meat convention as part of the Podcast Zone. Uh, we're super pleased to be attending. Uh, this is going to be our fifth time in the Podcast Zone, and uh, yeah, we couldn't be happier to be heading back once again alongside some other really amazing tabletop RPG podcasts. Uh, it's always been a really great time for us there and uh, yeah we hope you'll come and join us in London Dragon Meat is taking place on Saturday December 3rd at the uh, Novotel London West in Hammersmith Uh, so yeah for more info head to dragonmeat.co.uk now, uh, today's episode is uh, kicking off our pilot season series of one-shots. Uh, for those who've missed the previous announcements about pilot season, basically we're going to be playing eight different games in eight different one-shots. And uh, yeah, we thought what better way to start it all off with a return to our homebrew D&D setting of Alana for a uh, well, special <laughs> winter's tale, uh, just in time for the, the start of winter itself here in the UK. Uh, joining me for this one-shot, which I've uh, confusingly split into multiple episodes, are three of our good friends uh, from our Discord server, Sharona, Klepto and Jeff. Uh, we just had so much fun playing this one shot and uh, and yeah I hope you all have as much fun listening to it as, uh, as we did when we played it. Uh, so I think, yeah, without any further ado, uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the episode. Uh, enjoy. It is midwinter in the land of Valana. The warm summer evenings and shortening days of autumn are long gone, as biting glacial winds sweep southwards across the Sea of Whispers from the frozen northern continent of Arcturime, covering the lands in a blanket of snow and ice. Our story opens on the King's Road, which snakes its way northwest from the populous northern coastal kingdom through to the Windward Peninsula. This time of year, the journey can be treacherous. The northernmost part of the land, the Windward Peninsula takes the brunt of the winter chill. For the past several days, however, a steady stream of well-appointed, luxurious, and in some cases magically heated carriages have been winding their way along the highways and byways towards the remote town of Duskwick. Their occupants in possession of an invitation. The Baron of Duskwick is throwing a feast a party the likes of which haven't been seen for many a year. An exclusive party, that is, for the richest members of Valarman society, as part of the annual Frostfire Festival. The party, incidentally, is what has drawn the three of you, uninvited, I would add, to Duskwick. That many rich folks gathered in one place? A target ripe for a heist. We will start in a, shall we say, less comfortable carriage than the ones that have been travelling along this road recently. 
The regular coach route between Springport and Duskwick normally takes around a day and a half of travel with a, an overnight stop and a coaching inn en route. This particular journey, however, has been a little bit fraught. <laughs> Caught in a blizzard, uh, the three of you were forced to take shelter alongside the driver within the battered and uh, chilly coach interior, spending a night huddled together for warmth on the side of the road. Digging yourselves out the following morning, uh, you're back on the road, but uh, this has now become a three-day trip, and you're tired, cold, and very importantly, <laughs> out of snacks. Uh, why don't you each introduce yourselves and who you're going to be playing today? Right, I'm Scrunch, I'm a rock now, and I'm Klepto. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a nice little friend, he's a mouse called Rodney, and yeah, I'll just... I like to steal things because I'm hungry. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I am Sharona, and I am playing Moonlight on Velvet, a tabaxi rogue. You can call her Velvet, and she promises that she really didn't take that gem the last time. <laughs> we believe you, we believe you. And I am Jeff, and I'm playing the halfling rogue, Hamwise Gamji. <laughs> original character do not steal yeah 100% 100% yeah and uh I am the world's greatest thief self-appointed self-appointed yeah I love it okay so as I say the three of you you're into the third day of your trip to Duskwick at this point um would it be safe to say that the three of you have worked together before or is this a crew that's kind of formed recently what what's the uh, what's the deal here scrunch has heard many tales of hamwise gamji's great exploits and I mean, who hasn't which, yeah it's the greatest thief ever so scrunch really wants to learn from the expert that is hamwise gamji you should hear some of the things he's stolen blow your mind velvet has also heard of hamwise gamji and she's pretty certain that she's a better thief than he is <laughs> <laughs> and Hamwise heard of the procession and decided, yeah, we'll just, just assemble a crew. See you, what, you, you see put the crew happened. together, did you, Hamwise? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we won't make any mention of how the horses survived the night. Um, we'll just say that they did. <laughs> They're very hairy horses. Yeah, these are, some, these are the, most, the hardiest horses around, and they, they love a blizzard. So your your carriage is uh, is moving along the the roads um, towards Duskwick now, and as you as it sort of turns a corner, heading uh, along a, a kind of a wide but rapidly narrowing valley, uh, you get your first view of the town. It's uh, it's a moderately sized town. It's around twenty thousand people live here. Uh, it's nestled slug, snugly in like a, a sort of valley in the foothills of the, the northern reaches of the Silver Peak Mountains. Uh, the, your view of the town as you approach is dominated uh, by a large manor house on an overlooking hill sort of looming over the town itself. This is the Baron's Manor. Uh, around the hill is kind of clustered the town. It's a, a mixture of wooden and stone buildings kind of closely built together with muddy, narrow streets winding between them. Uh, it's was once, once a nice place, but that's not really the case anymore. Uh, since the death of the old Baron about ten years ago, and uh, the disappearance, mysteriously, of his only son and heir, uh, the Baronship has now been assumed by the miserly and cruel Baron Hector von Glau, 
who has uh, slowly bled the town dry with levies, increased taxes, and generally kind of oppressive rule. On the outskirts, you can see as you, as you trundle in, uh, many structures are a little bit run down. Uh, some are even collapsed and abandoned. Uh, who knows what happened to the residents? And uh, as your carriage moves through the streets towards the central square, you're kind of hard-pressed to see a smile on the face of anyone going about their business. Uh, this time of year, the Frostfire Festival is normally a time for sort of cheer and merriment. Actually, when you left Springport to come here, you know, they, people were happy They were in that town. They were setting up for the festival. It was all, all good, but you see no signs of that here in Dutchquick. Uh, your carriage pulls to a stop outside its final destination, an inn known as the Golden Steed. What would you like to do? Can we afford to stay in this place? I mean, I've got so money. I'm wise. Do you uh, have money? Weirdly enough, no. <laughs> <laughs> Completely penniless. I am. That's what. That's why we've planned this job because I need money. But <laughs> that's fair enough. I'm uh, looking at your couch sheet. You have no money written on it. So no, no, no I don't. <laughs> well, we need to find some money. So. Well, I mean, I guess that's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. So, actually, Sharona, looking at your um, your sheet, you also have no money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. This was. Uh... Who needs money? Yeah. So what Scrunch is gonna do is he is gonna look for the bathrooms. Okay. Or well, the privies of this inn. Mm -hmm. to see if there's any drunk person that he may be able to rob. Okay, sure. Um, here, here's a thought. Let's retcon. Um, maybe you spent the last of your money on paying the the coachman up front for the um, yeah for the journey. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about the journey. I was just like, we need a place to stay. Yeah, no, that's fair <laughs> enough. We need drinks. <laughs> so we spent the last of our money on this coachman who then forced us to spoon him in the middle of a blizzard. He didn't force you to spoon him, but he. That's um, what you think. He, he did spoon seem fairly implied. Up, he did seem fairly <laughs> up for it. I will say. <laughs> so okay, um, yeah. The the privies are, are kind of the the, the way the uh, the inn is sort of laid out. There's like a little sort of yard um, with the the main inn building taking up sort of three two thirds of it, and then there's a sort of small stable block with some kind of nasty looking privies on one side of it. Very train spotting looking privy. It doesn't look nice from the outside. The door's closed <laughs> but this uh, yeah this isn't well <laughs> this isn't a well kept toilet let's say. Are you trying to sneak in? What are you What are you doing? You said you were um, looking for someone I to will sort of... try to perceive if there's any marks to okay. rob. Roll a uh, perception check for me. You got plus. That four. is a yeah. That's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Oh well, that's pretty good. So you you yeah. kind of creep up to the uh, the doorway and um, it's uh, I, I didn't really say what time of day it is. It's kind of mid afternoon at this point. Um, <laughs> so maybe not enough drunk people. It's at not this a full Weatherspoon's experience. We haven't got like <laughs> eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> sort of thing. Um, as you as you kind of you put your ear near to the the doorway, you can hear sounds of whistling inside. Mm. Right. I'm going to creep in stealthily, okay. and then see if I can just like pick their pocket. So I don't know if you want. Can I get a stealth check from you first? Stealth like, just, check. You said creep in stealthily, so yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Okay. So that is a six. 
but myself. You got plus six, uh, so you're twelve. I've got plus six, but I also have expertise. Okay. On my stealth, which is uh, doubled, so that is an eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. So, <laughs> despite the low roll, um, you managed to creep into the single cubicle, because um, <laughs> that's all this is. And you're, you're yeah. basically right up against the back of it, of some guy who's just, you know, he's doing his business. Um, thankfully, facing <laughs> away from the door. Um, and, uh, yeah, his, uh, his his trousers are fully down. They're on the floor. He's, he's going to town here, so... That's <laughs> his first mistake. <laughs> yeah, look, that's just how he rolls, you know. Oh. <laughs> um, he's taken them off and left them on the peg. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he lives no no they're around his ankles but he's like fully dropped them um, and so yeah you're able to um, take four silver pieces from his pocket Ooh. I'm rich <laughs> it'll buy a round of drinks at least <laughs> and I scurry back to my good friend have my look at this I've got some money nice Thank you did you well sir. you did well Thank you, sir. There's there's a sort of muttering from inside um, behind you as this this guy kind of he still seems to be doing up his belt as he kind of walks out. He's still whistling. He hasn't noticed the money's um, missing, and he, he confidently strides past you back into the um, into the into the inn. And uh, before the door's even closed, you hear him shout out, "Bren, Bren, give me another one of the another another one of the big pints." We should maybe maybe make ourselves scarce. But one of them big points sounds nice. Yeah, but he's about to find out he has no money. Well, that sounds like a him problem. (laughs) Because who's to say that the money I have is his money? It's my money. It's in my hand. Why would his money be in my hand? Do you want to check the coins for marking? He might have wrote his name on them. We're standing right outside the... He didn't see me. He was whittling. <laughs> You're walking follow, away, was that? <laughs> I follow Velvet. Okay. I'm going to start walking away. Sure, fair enough. <laughs> Where I'll, are you going? I'll, I'll, just, I'll just follow as well. <laughs> okay. Um, away from the scene of the crime. <laughs> it's not a crime, I needed money. Only a crime if you get caught. Exactly. Well, we're going to get caught if we hang out at the scene. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, so you're walking away from the inn fully. Um, yep. What, what, are, what are you thinking? What's, what sort of place are you looking to go at this point? Do they have Do they have like a stables? Maybe we could just like sleep in there. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean there's it's a small, the middle of the afternoon. Was, it, yeah, it's like it's like three p.m. There's like a small, like like I said, the, the inn is kind of like a it's sort of around like a courtyard area. There's a small um, stables there where it looks like the um, the the coachman who. Um, you uh, perhaps slightly unwillingly spooned with the previous night is seems to be uh, feeding his horse in those stables now. Um, the horses look hardy as ever, but uh, yeah, I mean it's a courtyard area here. You could, if you wanted to just weirdly hang out in the courtyard, you can do that. Or hide somewhere else. Yeah, I mean it's a whole town. If you, you, you yeah look for places to go, but um, yeah, I just want to know what you what your goal is here. I guess. Well, Hamwise is the one that's planning the heist. True. To be fair, I wasn't planning on you stealing money straight from the door. <laughs> but I needed money. 
See, this is where you went wrong. Like, you could have taken his money, but it would have been more funny if you'd have taken his shoelaces. I was, looking through my, I was looking through my stuff to see if there was anything I could, like, stab into his trousers to make him stuck there. But all I had was my dagger, and I didn't want to get rid of my dagger. That's fair enough. Yeah. <gasps> I should have really stuck me in his trousers. <laughs> Really, I was just sort of moving away from the privy area. Because, you know, if somebody is in the privy and they come out and suddenly their money is gone and there are three characters hanging out right outside. We just got off the coach, we really need to pee. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of picturing it as the three of you sort of still near the, near the kind of stables area and then, like, Scrunch kind of snuck over to the toilets <laughs> I, I wasn't really picturing the three of you stood outside the toilet but if that's what you were doing I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that to have been the case we are really okay with that not being the case <laughs> I'm only little you can't let me go to the bathroom I'm you and I might fall in I refuse to hold your hand <laughs> or anything else for that matter but Mr. Hamai sir please I mean, I feel like you probably could have got you probably got away with that, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I did roll pretty well. Yeah. Oh no, he had no idea that some that you'd snuck in and taken his money. Like exactly. Like you're, you're not under suspicion here at all. <laughs> Excellent. Now let's go get a really big pint. Yeah, we'll just go in and get a drink then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pints on scrunch. Yep. <laughs> pints on scrunch, but not for everyone. Just my good friends. Mr. Hamwise, uh, and you too, Velvet. Well, thank you very much. Okay, so you walk in and you see this guy is there and he's got a drink in front of him. He's kind of patting his pockets down. He says, I, I swear, Bryn, I had more money. And the guy says, don't worry, don't worry about it. Look, we'll, I'll cover you to the end of the week, but I, I, I will need that money then. Oh, you're, you're a good one. Yeah, thanks. And he takes the pint and he goes sits in the corner and it's like, now that he's been told, like, hey, look, this is... This is a charity point, but you owe money. <laughs> he's he's nursing it a little bit, but yeah. The, the barman is a uh, is a bearded uh, human man. He's, he's about six foot tall. He's, he's quite big. Um, looks to be oh, in his, somewhere in his forties. Bit tough to tell. Everyone around here looks a little bit like life has been hard for uh, a few years, so it's tough to uh, tough to really gauge. T eight sort of looks up as the three of you come in. Hey, how's it going? I shyly hand my money to Hamwise and <laughs> tied behind him like, can you order the pints for this, please? Okay, uh, yeah, I'll go up to the bar and order three pints. He puts three pints of uh, what looks like it could have been beer on the <laughs> on the on the um, on the bar for you. This whole place, it's not. It's seen better days, I will say, and it's a little bit uh, not run down, but like. You get the feeling maybe maybe they haven't had a lot of um, spare cash to kind of keep up with uh, repairs and maintenance as much. Could do with a lick of paint, let's say. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take the points and I'll go to sit in a shaded corner, you know, somewhere out of the way where we're not in. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you're able to Someplace find... Someplace where we can watch the door. Yeah, you're able to find a, a quiet corner... Um, with a view of the door, and uh, yeah, the three of you gather around a table. 
So what was it we were supposed to be doing with this hoist? Let's see, as I'm slurping my drink. <laughs> now that is the question. I've heard that there's something valuable and, you know, going to go in, take it, and then, yeah. yeah. The general gist of it is that there's um, a lot of rich people converging on the Baron's mansion for this uh, festival party. And... Um, the Baron himself is known to be a fairly rich man, and uh, this seemed like a right for the picking target, essentially. A lot, of, a lot of well-to-do people probably bringing nice stuff with them all in one place at one time, and who knows what's uh, up for grabs. Yeah, basically we're going to go in, take what's not nailed down, and abscond. So how are we getting in? Uh... I don't know. That's, I suppose that's why we're sitting in the corner, so we can, like, plan. So maybe we should um, do some reconnaissance and check it out and see what the entrances and exits look like and if they are guarded and how many people are going in and what do they look like. Is there a back door where servants go in? We, we need to get closer to the manor. That sounds like a plan. It's safe to say none of you have been to this town before. <laughs> yeah, very safe. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So reconnaissance, <laughs> reconnaissance it is. Are you doing that straight away? Or are you, I'm obviously, obviously finishing your pints and that, but... Yeah, finish our yeah. pints. Did our pints take up the whole four, whole four silver? Technically, um, that's a he never asked question. me. He never asked me for money. So <laughs> I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of folded that into you saying I order three pints. Um, but, I, was, I was never asked for money, and I'm keeping, <laughs> I'm keeping the four. This might have been a mistake. <laughs> I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell Scrunch that it cost all four. Oh, so either way, okay, either way, it, you're telling Scrunch it cost all four, but. Oh, Mr. Hamwise, that's a very weird price for points. I don't even know how that divides. It's <laughs> a weird divide uh, by three. Yeah. <laughs> but if you say that's what happens, I believe you. But uh, I was hoping there would be money for snacks. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Maybe Rodney can find me something. Here's what I say then, Hamwise. It's probably safe to say that the, it, this altogether probably cost you less than a silver. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I've made a profit then. Yeah. This, this maybe cost you each one cost you three three copper each, so you've made a profit. Yeah. Yeah. World's world's greatest thief. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, this is some pretty terrible beer. Glad I didn't pay for it. <laughs> Scrunch think it's the best thing ever. Never tasted anything so good. This tastes like the puddles back home. <laughs> After three days on the road, this is, you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I assume we finish our drinks and then go. You tell me, what, 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 are, you, what are you doing? Yeah, finishing our pints. Because now we don't have any more money for any other pints because it was four silver for three pints. I mean... <laughs> Four silver for three terrible pints. Exactly. I wonder how much a real good point would cost. Maybe ten gold. Oh, maybe, maybe we can look back. Maybe we can come back and have a look after we've got some more money. 
we can get the good stuff then. Yeah. Maybe it won't have things floating in it. It's it's not like there's toenails and things floating in. It's not a terrible, <laughs> terrible bit. Like it's just not a very nice beer. That's all. It's not like complete. <laughs> like the glasses were clean. I just want to say <laughs> it just doesn't taste very nice. <laughs> no, it's like the Corona of beers. You've got to, you've got to put a slice of lime in it to make it taste better. I do like a Corona with lime in there. I like how AJ is instantly defending his throwaway NPC barkeep immediately. Look, I just <laughs> I don't want it to, I don't want to get the wrong impression here that this is like a sub scumbag is watering down his pints. He's just serving what he's got. And he seems like a good guy from what you can tell from the two sentences you've exchanged with him. Maybe when we come back all rich, we can buy this pub and we can start a new franchise with spoons. <laughs> Oh no. Start the weather spoons. <laughs> no, with spoons. Every pint comes with a spoon. Oh no. <laughs> We're not paying for spoons. Hey, <laughs> do they get to keep the spoons? Or do they have to give them back? Every pint comes with the spoon. Just for, for sifting. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the chunks out somehow. Um, yeah, you just as you're finishing uh, your your drinks, a sort of um, barmaid comes over and says, "Are oh, you done with those?" Looks to be half elf. There's a little bit of a family resemblance to the uh, the big barkeep, but uh... yes, please. Yeah, like pass the empty glass to her. Yeah, she gathers them up and um, takes them away, and um, so I'll be back. Uh, Clean the table in a minute, but uh, did, unless you wanted more. Uh, no, we're all right, thanks. Okay, she takes them away. Heading, are you so now heading out for reconnaissance, or this is? Um... Yeah, we'll go. We'll go for reconnaissance. Okay, head out for a squiz. <laughs> all right. It doesn't take you too long to get across town to where the sort of uh, the road starts winding up out of the um, the tightly packed houses and. Um, other you know businesses and whatnot sort of up towards a probably the most well constructed thing you've seen so far in town which is uh, the front gate of the manor grounds and even before you've kind of really left the buildings behind and started towards it you can see that there are four guards kind of standing around near the closed gate um it, it's, it's a sort of stone stone frame and then uh, going all the way around the property is a uh, sort of, uh, it's a wall about five feet tall with, um, on top of that, another four feet of iron spikes sticking up. Clearly meant to be a don't come in here sort of <laughs> message being sent there. Yeah. Um, but as I say, at the front gate, which is a pair, pair of iron gates in a, in a stone frame, um, there are four guards hanging around looking a little bit menacing, I will say. I don't think we're going to get in that way. So we look for another entrance? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Terrain, like, around the manor. I mean, now, now you're out of the buildings, it's not too sort of muddy or anything. Like, the, the streets in the town are a little bit uncared for. You know, there's mud and the things, and it's not it's not particularly nice. Um, around the manor wall itself, it's a little bit rocky. It's a little bit... In certain places, it's just kind of... Well, it's currently sort of... There's a lot of snow and things, you know. This is midwinter, like I said. But, it, it, you know, there's some clear ground around the, the wall in most places. 
Um, not like flat ground, though. It's sort of the, the manor is kind of on a hill, like I said. So. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. I can distract the guards. How tall is the wall? Uh, in total, about ten feet. But the first five feet is stone. On top of that, it's like iron railings, basically. It's like a fence on top of a wall. <laughs> I'm still a cat. Yeah. <laughs> if you so. get if you get scrunge on your shoulders, you'd be able to oh. look through there. Well, that, bear in mind that Tabaxi, their move speed is the same whether it is horizontal or vertical. Yeah. Yeah. You, this, you, you've you've climbed some stuff before, and this looks like you know this is this could be with your abilities. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, here's what I'm thinking. I can distract the guards and climb over the wall and open the gate for you two. How are you gonna distract the guards and climb and open the gate? Illusion. Illusion. <gasps> you a magician. I've seen a magician once to be real good. When we were looking at the front gate and there were like the guards, hmm. were the guards like inspecting people as they were coming in or? Uh, well, it depends how, how, how long were you standing there? Were you just kind of you fully like doing a stakeout for some time or were you just did you just take a quick look and see what was there and then you wandered off around? Yeah, are, are you doing like a loop of the whole property to get a good look around or are you just looking at the front gate and going, oh, we could probably climb the wall and take them out? Uh, I don't know, we could probably do like a full loop just so we get like the full view of the outside. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the way I'll, the, what I'll say then is when you first look at the front gate, there's nobody coming or going. Um, so I can't answer that question. Yeah. They, they do look like they're fairly alert, but they're kind of sort of, there's a couple of them with, um, a couple of them have got crossbows, a couple of them got sort of swords on their belts and that, but they're, they're just kind of, they do look like they are there to check stop people coming through the gate if they're not wanted okay and the, the 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 way that the gate is closed does sort of imply yeah nobody nobody uninvited through here essentially and in there with a clipboard and a yeah. velvet rope <laughs> the baron's not like an he hasn't got like an open door policy on his house let <laughs> look to things you're not getting um, in with them sandals <laughs> uh so yeah um let's take a look around the other side just do a little walk around and see if there's any other entrances or what our options are mm -hmm. okay um it's gonna take you a little bit of time to make a full loop but can i just get perception checks from each of you just um, as you go to see what see what you can see that is a eight Eight no, not eight. <laughs> so that was a plus eight. It was eleven because I rolled a three. Okay. Uh, 11. My perception is also my expertise. Eleven from Scrunge. <laughs> I got a nineteen plus one. Okay. So a mass twenty. Mask twenty. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Yeah. For me too. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty good. You guys are. This is. I mean, this isn't your first rodeo. You've cased some joints before, and um, you're. I mean, you're a little bit. Um, dismayed to find that really the main gate seems to be the only 
secure entrance. Yeah, you know, the the only easy entrance through um, into the into the property. Oh, you know, aside from climbing the wall, you do as you go around look to see that there. It does appear that there was another side kind of gate at some point because there's some fresh brickwork, but that has been fully closed up, and that looks at some point within the last ten years. So you guess that was maybe a, a new addition when this baron took over the post. And now you get a closer look at the fence, it looks like a lot of the um, sort of higher iron railing work is also a new addition. So you could probably guess that this guy's maybe a bit more paranoid and doesn't want people getting anywhere near his property. Uh, so as I say, that there's not any kind of easy entrance ways in other than if the main gate was open. Um, getting a, You do get it, however, a good look. Actually, height-wise, I've just realised two of you are very small. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Hamways being a halfling and uh, Scrunch being a gnome. Um, yep. How tall would you say uh, Moonlight and Velvet is? She's about five foot two. She's actually small for okay. a tabaxi, but she is currently the tallest person in the room. Yeah, <laughs> you, you could probably stand first on. First time ever. You could stand on tiptoes and look at look over the the wall section at least, so you can get a look at the um at the building itself. It is quite a large manor house um, with a few outbuildings. There's like looks to be like a stables and uh, a quite sort of actually quite extensive stable area um, that you can't see into. But the manor house itself is pr is rather large, um, and the grounds itself the grounds also seem to have there. There's like a small little there's like a pond. It's this is the nicest area. Um, that you've you've seen in this town, the pond's frozen over at the moment. Um, there's like a looks to be a small family graveyard. There's a, what in a, in summer might be an ornamental garden. You know, it looks it looks pretty pretty nice. But the house itself, you can see, does have more than one door to it. There is a, a main entrance way, which is kind of facing the uh, the road leading up to it. But as you make your loop, you can see there are sort of some side entrances. There's um, there's a, a larger pair of doors which seem to open out onto the ornamental garden, but as you continue your loop round, you can see a sort of workman's entrance area on one side. You're not sure where, it, well, you're not really sure where any of these go in, you know, what the interior is like, but there, there's more than one entrance way onto the, into the building itself. A few trees as well on the property, I would say. So there's like the big wall all the way around it, and there's only one way in through the wall, but then once you're in, there's more doors into the building. Yes, that's right. Right. So, first of all, we have to either get over the wall or through that gate. <laughs> I mean, what are you thinking about when the, when you're going to be making this heist? Because you said this was just going to be reconnaissance for now, is it? Or are you just going for it in the middle of the afternoon? Like, <laughs> I, thought, I definitely dude. want to wait until it's a little bit darker and yeah. easier to hide. Yeah. yeah. Do we know what time all the richos will be turning up? Um, well, you, you know for a fact that some of them have been making their way here over the last few days. So it's possible there's people staying in the manor. You don't know how many more are coming, but you, you, do, you did hear that the party is happening tonight. Probably after dark at some point. It is winter, so dark itself actually is probably only a couple of hours away. But you imagine parties like this, you know... Maybe you've got maybe three, four hours before anything really starts. By that time, it will be dark. Um, I don't know. We could always come back when they're letting people in, because obviously there'll be more crowd and more confusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
trying to sneak in, thinking there'll be a crowd coming through the front gate, or what's the? Uh... Yeah, we'll we'll basically. Oh, so they're gonna get in. So yeah, we'll we'll dig, we'll go for we'll leave the property for the meantime, and then later on when we see when we know that people are going to be like more people are going to be turning up, then we can go in because obviously there'll be more confusion about what's going on and who's meant to be there, and it'll probably be easier to get in. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. How would you like to spend your time in the meantime then? Go feed the ducks. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, but they're... we haven't got any food, Mr. Hamwise! <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <gasps> Let's go steal some bread to feed to the ducks. I like ducks. And to feed to the scrunch. I like bread. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there, there is kind of a small... Um, there, there is a, a sort of river that runs parallel to the town, which has been the, the place where you think there would be, if possible, any ducks. Um, it's looking pretty frosty at the moment. So no ducks, then. <laughs> There's not a lot of wildlife moving around, I will say. It's, this is midwinter. Right, uh, Hamwise is just going to stand at the bank with his, like, he'll hand over his eyes, make it, like, looking for the ducks. <laughs> Can you see them, Mr. Hamwise? Yeah, they're over there. Just point in a random direction. Like, over there. Confidently answering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scrunch squints in the distance. I can't see them. Your eyes must be really good. Make a perception check, uh, Scrunch. <laughs> that is a 16. Oh, there's some kind of bird over there. What's <laughs> a bird? Doesn't Could really look like, it doesn't look, look much like a duck, but... <laughs> I'd completely double down. It's definitely a duck. <laughs> you know a lot about birds, Mr. Hamwise. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes with training. One day, maybe you will be as good as me. you got to teach me about the birds. I'd love to know all about the birds. Okay. Um, Scrunch yeah. would like to see if he can find some fancier clothes somewhere that he can purloin so he can maybe blend in better with the type of people that would be there. Okay. Where are you looking That's for these? Solid idea. Yeah. Where are you looking for these fancy clothes? Well, this is the thing. Scrunch is not a fancy boy by any stretch of the imagination, so he's got to go to the fanciest place he knows <laughs> where there's lots of fancy women and... Oh god, we're going to Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> Better than Walmart. There's all these fancy women, and these guys come and talk to them and drink with them, and then they like go around in this alley, and they're just oh. really nice ladies. Oh. And they know oh. lots of fancy guys. Oh. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. So Scrunch wants to find the entertainment district. <laughs> sure. Make an investigation check for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That is a 19. 19? Okay, yeah. You've, uh, you're able to find your way to the entertainment district. Shall we say? Um, there's little red candles around here. And, uh, yeah, there's a discreet house of ill repute, maybe, you're able to find. But you, you know the signs to look for, let's say. Yeah. And I... Um, I'm not sneaking around like, 
I would just gonna go in and ask someone there if they've got any clothes left behind that they could donate to a poor urchin in need. Okay. Um, so you step in the door. There is a uh, there is a doorman there. Get out of there, kid. Expect it was going to go this yeah. way. <laughs> Neither did I. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a kind of doorman there, and he sees you approach. He goes, uh, "You're not old enough for this place, kid." Oh, I'm not here to have a nice time with the lady, sir. I just need some fancy dots because I'm going to a party. But I don't know where to get fancy dots, and these are the fanciest people I know of. So uh, could I talk to some nice ladies about maybe getting some fancy dots? They know fancy people. They can tell me how to behave this party. Make a persuasion check for me. <laughs> Actually, I guess this is sort of deception. He thinks you're a kid because you're a small frog gnome. <laughs> That is a 15. 15? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, this guy... Actually, you know what? I should, I should probably do, like, an insight check, shouldn't I? <laughs> well, I rolled a 2. So, um... <laughs> this guy definitely doesn't have a plus 13 in insight. Um... Yeah, he's like, uh, You'd be quick, but... I want you out of here before it gets dark, before uh, business picks up. Oh, don't worry about that, so My party starts at dark. Right, well... <laughs> uh, happy birthday, I guess. <laughs> Thank you! How did he know it was my birthday? I don't even know when my birthday is! <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I'm assuming um, Hamwise and uh, Velvet are staying outside. Hamwise is going nowhere near this situation. <laughs> <laughs> you want, you nope. want no part of this. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um... So, okay. So what are you doing? Miles Crunch is going off to talk to the nice yeah, ladies. Well, yeah, what are you doing? I'm standing around the corner, whistling nonchalantly. <laughs> okay. Velvet's probably standing there cleaning her claws, but she she is definitely impressed with how honest you just were. <laughs> Fair enough. And still got where you were going. <laughs> Didn't say where my party was, did I? <laughs> many parties in town. Okay, scrunch. So you, you you step inside. Um, it's not it's not as run down in here as the inn was. There's maybe a bit more money flowing through this place. But uh, yeah, there seems to be there's there's a couple of ladies hanging around. There's also a bar in here. Um, again, looks to have a bit more of a nicer selection of uh, various bottles behind the bar as well. There's a couple of bored-looking ladies hanging around. I. Uh... Go up to the oldest lady, <laughs> thinking, you know, she'd be the most senior lady of this place. Fair enough. And, no. Hello there, fancy ladies! Hello. Hello, my name's Scrunch, and uh, I've got a party later, but I don't really have anything nice to wear. And I know you've got lots of fancy gentlemen to come here, but I thought maybe they might have left some clothes behind that you could deny to a poor little urchin like me. What kind of party are you going to? It's just a really fancy party. It's my birthday. This isn't the kind of request we normally feel here, I will say. Well, the man outside says I wasn't old enough for the other stuff. How old are you? It's my birthday today. Yes, and how old will you be? A year older than I was yesterday. Which was? (laughs) 17-ish. 17-ish, okay. (laughs) I'm not very good with numbers. Well, you, you're lucky. Scrunch, was it? What a lovely... Yeah, scrunch. 
What a lovely name. Um, What's your name? Margaret. I love the name Margaret. Thank you. So do you have any clothes? Uh, I, I'll have a rummage around in the back. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't see it. She doesn't really care what's going on. <laughs> Actually, you know what, mate? Just for the look of it, make a persuasion check for me. Because you probably should be out and talk to her. Ten. <laughs> Ten. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Just for a rummage, comes back. Says well, we don't, don't probably don't have a lot in your size. Um, That's all right. I can just roll it up. Or I've got a knife. I can cut it. All the clothes are mismatched. They're clearly not from the same person. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, uh, a pair of slightly brown-looking um, trousers. There's, you know, that's the colour of the fabric. I don't want to imply that someone yeah. shat themselves. There is a, uh, a sort of a beige kind of cravat. It's very billowy. Um, <laughs> definitely too big for you. The arms are very long. Um, and uh, a waistcoat, which is uh, a bright purple. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. And a hat. Ooh, is it a top hat or just a hat? It's it's like a flat cap. Flat cap? Yeah. So, so this is, I know this isn't that fancy, but... Uh, <gasps> These are the fanciest clothes I've ever seen! Thank you very much! You say people around here aren't, aren't the fanciest. <gasps> I don't know about that, miss. You're the fanciest lady I've seen tonight. Oh, you... Would you like to see my friend Rodney? That's some kind of smutty innuendo. I go to rustle around in my pocket to get out Rodney, but then I see the look she gives me, I'm like, all right then, and I shuffle away with all my goodies. <laughs> Just bundle them up in my arms and go back out yeah. and look around for hamwise and velvet. <laughs> I mean, they were around the corner, so I don't know if you see them. Mr. Hamwise, velvet, look at some clothes. It's not really a full outfit, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I think what he's going to do is he's going to take the cravat and the trousers mm -hmm. and the waistcoat and the cap. That's going to be his outfit. And he's going to, like, cut the bottom of the legs of the trousers off. Sure. So they're, like, cut to just below the knee. <laughs> so he's got, like... Three-quarter length. <laughs> Three-quarter length brown trousers, a purple waistcoat and a beige cravat and a flat cap. And he thinks he is the height of fashion sure okay yeah no <laughs> you've got a plus six in sleight of hand so let's just let's just say that yeah you're able to adjust your clothes <laughs> what are the what do the pair of you think of uh, scrunches weirdly i was about to say ill-gotten but like he did ask for them and they just gave them to him what do you think of his new new acquisitions just gonna like tussle his hand go looking good thank you mr that boy sir genuinely impressed that he came up with it. <laughs> Both the idea and the clothes. You gotta look good to, to get in these places, you know, Velvet. But, you know, you'd look good anyway, so well, I think you'll be fine. Right, well, uh, Hamwise doesn't need fancy clothes because he's already got them. <laughs> You've already got fancy clothes. I do have fancy clothes. If you're telling me you've got fancy clothes already, like uh, we can say that maybe you're they're part of your disguise kit. Like you, you knew you know you came here knowing what the event was. You probably you could have rustled up something beforehand. You, you know you're you're Hamwise Ganji, the world's greatest thief. You know, 
you don't come fully unprepared. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you've got Duke's signet ring on there, we can just say, yeah, you, you've maybe got a fancy... Wow. Fancy guy uh, disguise kit. It's a signet ring for an imaginary Duke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Duke of Nowhere. So is there anything you want to do before we go, Velvet? And she casts Prestidigitation on her clothes. Uh, if you've got it, you can, yeah. Yeah. It, arcane Trickster. I can have Mage Hand and two other wizard cantrips. Prestidigitation and Minor Illusion are the other two. Okay, so what, what are you doing with the Prestidigitation? Changing her normal traveling clothes to fancy clothes. Ooh, I like it. Whoa, we sure could have done that. It could have saved me a lot of bother. <laughs> but then I wouldn't have these fancy trousers now, would I? It's true. So, okay. We'll say then, uh, throughout all of this preparation then, uh, you know, darkness has fallen and uh, the three of you are preparing to uh, make your um, entrance to the uh, to the manor. Um, just so we're clear, are you going to attempt to... Are you thinking of... Are you climbing in or are you attempting to bluff your way through the gate? I'm walking straight up to that gate. Okay. <laughs> I'm walking with handwise. <laughs> like, just behind him. Okay. Velvet's going to hold back and see if it, see if it works. <laughs> if it doesn't, plan B. That might be a good instinct. Um, okay, so I, I have a plan. Okay. My plan is, is I'm going to go into my disguise kit. I'm going to pull out one of those, you know, the Groucho masks that have got, like, the glasses <laughs> with like, the fake nose and the moustache. Sure. I'm going to put one of them on, and I'm going to stroll up to that gate. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going ahead with the plan now, then. This is the... This is the uh... Yeah, it's go time. Yeah. All right, it's go time. Okay, so um, approaching the gate, the guards uh, clock you fairly straight away even though it's dark they've now they've lit torches and uh you know you're kind of on the edge of town anyway so there's a bit of light spilling over and uh one of them sort of steps forward holds up a hand oh name invitation okay so what i'm gonna do is <coughs> because i'm a charlatan i have fake id uh-huh and i have and i have a <laughs> the signet ring of an, of an imaginary duke uh-huh i'm gonna form I'm going to become my alternate identity, and I'm going to be Duke Hamon, the Duke of the Hamlet of Hamburg. Okay. <laughs> right, I was going to make a second character sheet for him, but I realised I couldn't be bothered. Duke Hamon. Of the Hamlet of Hamburg. Of the Hamburg, Hamlet of Hamburg. The, the real German city of Hamburg. Um, yes. <laughs> Sure. Okay. So th this guy has this guy has come up to you, has, has pulled you to a halt. Said, "Halt! Name, ID. I meant ID. Name, name, invitation. You not know who I am, sir? Uh, I, I do not, my lord. Sorry. Uh, right. I'm gonna get out like a little white glove, and I'm gonna slap him round the face. <laughs> All right. Uh, make an attack roll. Okay. That is a six. Plus three, nine. You you miss. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped your gloves, sir. I'll just get that for you. <laughs> I am Duke Hamon of the Hamlet of Hamburg, and I'm here. <gasps> have, have, have you got a party invitation, sir? My apologies, Duke. Just, most people are coming in their coaches. 
Well, the coach dropped me off in town. Oh, well, yeah. Let's, uh, let's hope no one nicks it. <laughs> it's coming these parts, if you don't mind me saying, sir. What are you trying to imply? Oh, no, no, no. Everyone here is worse than you, sir. Is what I'm implying. I wouldn't trust him. Okay, and then, uh... And I get a, a, a deception check at this point, by the way. <laughs> Big old deception. You got plus seven, so I mean, this is a, you know... Right, that is a natty 20 with a plus seven. <laughs> that is a 27. So, so what are you giving him as part of the fake idea? Is it like, he's asked for an invitation. Is it, have you... <laughs> is this an ID that you've done up? Or have you, have you literally just... Are you just styling it through without an invitation i think i'd probably just try well i have don't i have an invitation so i suppose i'd be trying to just style it through as the duke okay so in his flusteredness about you saying like what are you implying and all this he kind of forgets about the invitation thing as oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah so please excuse my uh, my manners my lord i'm i'm merely a, a simple simple peasant um everything seems to be in order if you'll go through um and he waves then to open the gate. Don't let it happen again. And then I'll stroll through. No, it upsets the Duke like that's very wrong. And Velvet is in the background just shaking her head. Confused. <laughs> so I scurry through with here, the Duke. Here's the thing then, Velvet. So because um, because you hung back, the other two are way through and the gate is closed behind them with you still on the outside. Yeah, but I can climb over the wall. Well, yeah, you can, you can do that, but... Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go around where the guards can't see me and climb over the wall. Okay. Can I get a, uh, I guess, an acrobatics check from me? Um, certainly. Eighteen. Eighteen. That is decent enough to get over this. Uh, like I say, it, the way the wall is segmented, um, easy enough to just scramble up onto the the uh, the midpoint, and then with the railings, you expertly uh, flip your way over them. It looks really cool. Um. <laughs> Except it's dark and no one can see you. So, yeah. I, nobody has to see me. Yeah, but you land in I a... I know I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you flip over and you land in like a superhero pose on the other side, silently. Uh, on the grass. Under, well, which is currently under snow. You land in the snow. <laughs> silently. But it doesn't crunch. Yeah, with, with barely any crunch. All right. And she's going to go find Scrunch <laughs> and Hamwise. Yeah. Or... Hammond. <laughs> Duke Hammond uh, of Hamburg. Um, all right. So you're, you're inside the compound now. Um, what is the plan? Uh, probably just scope the place out, find the rich people, or the people who look the richest. Okay. And here I thought the plan was to steal everything. Yeah, but you've got to start with the rich people first. It's probably safe to say that other than the staff, everyone here is a rich person. Fair enough. But I mean, more specifically, now you're inside, what what are you doing? Okay, uh, are, there, are there like guards walking around the inside of the compound? Uh, make a perception check. If you would. That is a 15 plus 1? 16. 16. Okay. Um, yeah, you can see a couple of them milling around um, by the front uh, front door. Um, not Don't seem to be checking invitations um again but it doesn't look like there's any sort of doing any loops around the whole compound really from what you can see um you do just about make out silhouetted by the moon a couple of guards on the roof with crossbows are there people entering and exiting the property 
Uh, so, like, are the doors to the house open? The uh, the front door is open. There's a sort of set of small steps leading up to a kind of terrace area. You can, now that you're a little bit closer, see that the, the, the main house has also got a sort of guest's uh, guest house to one side which uh, a few people are walking from you're guessing this is where some of the uh, some of the um, party attendees have been staying who maybe arrived a little early and as you, you're kind of I guess ambling up the um, <laughs> up the driveway a, uh, a rather well appointed coach comes in behind you and um, the uh, the coachman sort of he, he doesn't pull to a stop, but he sort of he get the feeling like if you weren't wearing fancy things, he'd be giving it the whole make way, make way, and pushing past. But he sees sees how fancily fancily you're dressed, and sort of <laughs> just slows to uh, let you walk up the driveway in front of him. So there are people coming in. Right, uh, I'm going to walk into the house and I'm going to find some canapes. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Scrunch is right behind him. He is very hungry. <laughs> they didn't find bread for the ducks. They didn't have enough money after that beer. <laughs> Want some food? Allegedly. I'm going <laughs> to fill my pockets with canapes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, walking up the steps to the terrace, um, the guards don't hassle you anymore. They're, from inside, you can hear uh, sounds of um, some music being played. And uh, as you step in, you're in like a fairly large entrance hall, and uh, there's a couple of uh, couple of people milling around in the background. Like far background, you can see um, some servants bringing uh, food and things through from a, a discreet door in the in the side corner of this of this entrance hall. Um, to your left, there is a large set of double doors which are open and uh, seem to be leading to a, uh, a quite well-lit ballroom which uh, the majority of the noise is coming from if you're looking for canapes the ballroom might be the place to go but um to the ballroom to the ballroom to the ballroom okay ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the three of you uh step out of the lobby uh leaving the cold of the winter night behind you and head for the uh Soft music and lights of the uh, of the ballroom and the party itself. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday, November twenty fourth, with the next part of this story. Uh, so we'll see you all then. In the meantime, you can find links to all of our other online presences, including uh, links to our Discord server, our Ko-Fi page, and our merch store at pretendingwithdice.com. Uh, so yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. See you next time.